Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 22nd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! Doing great. <laughs> what a what a great night. We, I'm just basking in this uh, leaderboard. The leaderboards are just incredible. Which one? Both Multiple? of them. The, the, the Euro, Dubai, and Sea uh, Island? I mean, is we got the here? best player... Best arguably the best player in the world outside of hitting a driver webb simpson leading that's true cameron that's zone true. tringali the journeyman of the day yet on yeah. wednesday and the, hus the husky boy <laughs> the boy from bratislava is right in the mix i mean and bad different people just to be clear if you're a new listener the the husky boy is kh lee it's a self-reference called himself a husky boy <laughs> in an old article he was once a a journeyman of the day. Good, good spotlight. So the Husky boy's in there. We got BFB's in there. Rory Sabatini, the boy from Bratislava's in there. I mean, and Bassi Munoz is coming for blood. He's trying to get his, his spot atop the FedEx Cup, the most important rankings in golf, back. And meanwhile, <laughs> the, in Europe, in a yeah. European tour, MLV is dueling Rory. I mean, who, who could ask yeah. for anything more? It was just just a quality day of golf. John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood also in there. Top four, top five. So uh, in a very different way. I think like the European Tour likes where they are positioned. The uh, PGA Tour leaderboard is more of a shotgun start, you know, bit of, you know, freak show, odds and ends. The, the guys we tend to celebrate over here. I mean, M um, MLV and, and the Prince of Panavidra, 1-2 in Europe, cannot be overlooked. Who got low Davis today? Davis Riley, I, P14, 14 under. I got some intel about one of the Davises. I did too. Davis Thompson? Yeah. Probably the same guy sending the messages. Son, He's like a Sea Island boy, son of like the tournament chair or something like that, but also... A player in his own right. Plays at UGA like a stick. Very good uh, player. I think he got the exemption, not because his dad's the c committee or tournament chair, but I think he was runner-up of the Jones Cup. And that's, they. I think Akshay turned pro, so he forfeited his, I think that's an exemption, like it's a formulaic exemption. So not to, not to, we didn't mean, we never, I don't think we did kick dirt on him. We were gentle, I think. It was just part of the Davis uh, the Davis zone. Davis spotlight. Yeah. Do you know only I mean, one Davis shot over par today? Yeah. Uh, are we? Are we? No, no. I just that it was just a fact that I had pulled up. Well, Cameron Davis is T one fifty one. He shot seventy six. Well, he's not a real Davis. <laughs> so what did uh, what did what did what did the cats in the cradle shoot? T 
three over. Three over. All right. So. All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, and then MLV just getting overshadowed in Dubai. Everybody right? was I talking mean, about Rory's three-wood on 18. Sure, it was a majestic shot, but I wanted to see more MLV highlights. I mean, is Rory... I love Rory. Is he like the new James Harden, just holding people, holding Twitter in the palm of his hand for a, a highlight in November? That's that's kind of a that's a spicy. That's like a first take line punchline, or, or one of those FS1 shows. It's just like some some crossover step back in November. James Harden, you know, owns Twitter for a week, a- and and Rory owns Twitter for a week in November. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about it today. Actually, that's a really good um, comparison. I've been listening to Bill Simmons' new book of basketball podcast. Yeah, and he compared. Uh, compa- he talked. He was talking. They've been talking about Harden this week, and yep. Harden's uh, scoring. All of his statistics plummet in the playoffs. So you know, there. if you, I mean, it's if it's, if you compare the playoffs, you know, to the to the majors, Harden, where he he dips is in the playoffs, and. Rory Rory recently has dipped in the majors. He's a great regular yeah, I, great regular season player. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like these highlights where everybody, you know, drools over it and, and loves it. I I don't know. I thought it was good comp. November when it doesn't matter for either. He's um, let's be clear though. He's not Mister November. No, he's won. He's won four majors. Here's here's my thing with Rory. We go back and forth. He's taking shit. He's he's gonna win. Maybe he wins at Dubai. He wanted that, you know, barf bag of a course in China, uh, the Cheshan, uh, and, and like he's just playing the courses in front of him. There's that cliche. Like he is just. It, there's only so much he can do. It's November. There's he's winning the events that he's playing, or he's playing well in the event. Like, um, he's an outrageous talent. I I just I don't know. He's just he lives in a different stratosphere and 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 I think our standards and expectations should be higher for him. Um I think the praise should come, but I, I just I think like the freak out is not really commensurate with the standards that he should be held to. The freak out for winning WGC, the the breathless whatever praise for I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's like nobody would freak out about it's like uh Nobody freaks out when LeBron puts up a triple double in a road win in the regular season. Uh, they might, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I hate to sound like I'm dogging Roy here. It's just like he, it, Win, it's, winning in golf is way different than winning a game in in sure. another sport, though. He's had a great year, and he called this one of the best shots of his career. He self, he admitted it, you know. But it's like a Thursday in November, and um, Rory's the kind of player where we tend to we wait the bigger events even more for someone like that. And we'll talk later about a recent Presidents Cup in the same sort of same sort of conundrum. Um, you know, right. it's it's funny because like I remember so many great things about Rory, but and yeah. maybe this is golf specific, but like one of the things I remember I'll never forget is that back nine in the masters when and on the saturday when he was paired with spieth and uh what was it oh yeah i mean like spieth. 
How the hell is that guy under par? I don't think he made a birdie that whole day. Are you talking about Saturday? Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And and 16. like, it's unfair to just remember one thing, but un- until he hasn't won since then in a major. He hasn't won a major since. I know. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like until he, until he hits the shot he hit on 18 today, yeah. And and it, when it matters in a major, yeah. Like. Well, I think the problem is like he's so often not going to be even given that opportunity because because he shoots seventy because he shoots yeah. seventy five in the first round. There's like a there's like a forty on a back nine on Friday or something like that, you know. Um, but again, we're not. Well, this is it's and this is an important thing though. Like my yeah. opinion, Rory is one of the greatest players in the history of golf. Yeah, but my opinion of him. And where he is currently in terms of legacy hinges only on his performance in four tournaments. Yeah. I don't know that it's fair, but I mean, it's just, it's what he's, it's the burden of, of his stature in the game and, and how, I mean, that's the light. He makes the money. He on all the brand campaigns, like that's who he is. And I, I'm feeling more confident about his ability to kind of roll up a few a handful more majors but again like if he keeps playing like this and it's incredible and he's doing it on barf bag of a courses like i said and that's harsh i should you know he's gonna win at probably some good places but like and then shows up in april and doesn't play well like i think it only accentuates the point like maybe that's not and that's not totally fair that like like months of work are kind of boiled down to how you do in the first 36 holes at Augusta or ideally 72 holes, but it is for someone like him. And it's Tiger's dealt with it for, you know, 15, 20 years. So, well, I mean, a lot of people have jobs that hinge on, you know, sure. a couple clients and right. landing a right. couple big deals a year. Right. And right. this is essentially the same thing. Like, and Rory hasn't gotten yeah. it done for a while. Yep. So it's, no, it's it. It, it, a certain extent, like it's really impressive to win. And it's something that I think that Tiger did so well was he won everything. But with all of Tiger's winning came majors. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've written more positive words and said more positive things about Rory than probably anyone. And so I'm just kind of slowing down on it. You know, I'm just going to, cause Everybody else, I'll let everybody else freak out about all these these accomplishments, which are worthy of praise. But I, I think, like, I don't know. There's, there's also like you have to, you have to talk, you have to sh- show the full context. I think you have to talk with, with, you know, um, the I don't know the full context. You have I, to bring the the entire picture. I have this life theory that you know every year of your life gets faster because it becomes a smaller percentage of your life. Sure. And I think sure. that comes with wins. And I don't know if this happens in society, but like every time Rory wins a regular tour event, I get less excited. But yep. because it's just another win, which is right. unfair to him in many ways. But that's why when Ricky wins, it's a big deal. Yeah. Right, right. And and right. for Rory at this point, I haven't. he hasn't won a major in so long that it is a big deal. For him to win right. a major. Right. And winning in Dubai is not a big deal. No. No. 
I mean, it's it's what he, the best players in the world should do, right? And since he flamed out at Portrush, like he's been awesome. Like he's there's there's no majors to play yet left, but he's and he's running through it. Whether it's Memphis contending, FedEx Cup, you know, playing well on the European Tour, WGC. So um, that's it. Uh, he's know. really been awesome since the first nine at Portrush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So MLV, I mean, hopefully he gets the the due praise. It sounds like he's like I'm playing like shit. It's like I feel like shit. I'm playing like shit. I shot a 63. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for us weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, by the way, has no chance to win. No matter uh, the overall race to Dubai. Do you like that? I don't. Why? Right? He's maybe the best European player of all time. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think you're doing major disrespect to one legend of the game. Monty, Savvy, who? Westy. <laughs> All right, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I just think, like, he's played well enough this year and well enough in European tour events that he should have a chance to win your season-ending championship if he wins it. Like, should this be... Uh, winner take all thing like we're watching on the LPGA. He's barely playing on the European tour. He didn't <laughs> even true. take up membership until like he had to have his arm twisted by Keith Pelly. I almost just said Scott Pelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to slip that by you. But he, I think. What he are can, you he talking almost, about? He's he the prince of Pontevedra. He contended at Wentworth. Won a WGC. I mean, that's the end around these Europe, all these European tour membership things. WGC, but. Uh, I think he should have a chance to win it, but he doesn't. Uh, Bern Wiesberger. This is a is still, season-long race. Bern Wiesberger still in the driver's seat for that, but John Rahm is kind of the the he opened with the sixty-six, so he's making the biggest push there. Uh, Rahm might be the best player in the world. He might. He might. Fleetwood's also in the mix. He shot a sixty-seven. Opened with an eagle again. Had another ridiculous bounce. So you know they got these. You know, these these vanity rocks all down these creeks running through the middle. And he found the only like flat as a driveway rock and just bounced it right off it into the middle of the fairway. Like this coming after the sprinkler cut out the collar last week. Tommy Fleet was living well. Golf Jesus. Life is good. Uh, So he's in the mix as well. Um, Any other leaderboard thoughts? No, that's on Dubai. that's, that's, That's all I got. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch some of this early morning. It's early. I mean, it's over by eight. So, uh, elsewhere, I don't know. Sea Island. You see Johnson Wagner had his third albatross. That's pretty. Pr- that was pretty unbelievable. Heard that was the story of the day. So down I, there. this is I a heard weird as soon thing. As he hit it. Everyone in the media center went. <laughs> running out to interview Johnson Wagner, which gives you a sense of like kind of the the content at sea island coming out of there well that's you're just focusing on the wrong people i mean the event shouldn't exist but go ahead what are you Uh, talking nothing nothing against sea island again that's not not a hot you might you're gonna change your you're gonna change your tune have a pga tour of it you're gonna change your tune after flashback friday all right, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's it's an awesome place. I just it feels odd to have a PGA Tour event there. That's all. Um, all right. This is you. This is a bad take. Okay. All right. 
Uh, RSM wants it there, so it's going to be there. LPGA. Who leads after one round there? Seyun Kim, seven under, 65, down in Naples. Leads Georgia Hall, Soyun Ru, and Nelly Korda by two shots each. Um, now, this, it really so- this well, is ahead. pretty cool. Anybody can win. It really sounds like that money is is a major thing. Like, it's added to the, I don't know. I, I, so, like, the money gets a little, like, just grotesque and has no impact on and on the tour championship when you're talking about guys who are well off 10 times over and Rory's admitted himself like playing for 10 million still doesn't like it's not like the major motivator for him like but here it sounds like it's a dramatic I don't know it's, it's added a dramatic element on the ground it's like a tangible kind of tenseness and and excitement about playing for that and I don't know that that necessarily is right I mean, all it does is accentuate kind of the, the paid discrepancy, but it, it's certainly added to the stature of this event. Hey, did you hear about what happened with the Aeon Risk Reward? No, what happened? So, you know, uh, it's like a million bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Did that woman hold on? Did she? No, it was uh, Saganda. Uh, Carlota oh. Saganda won. Yeah. So she, uh, she WD'd. From the last two events of the year, to stay with it, yeah. So she won. She won by one birdie. Well, that's what that one woman did in Canada, right? Yeah. After she well, made like an eight on it, she like nullified her scorecard and WD. Well, this is this just shows how much like more when when you don't play for seven million dollars every single week at a right. bare minimum. How right. much? How big of a deal a million dollars is when you don't have. Like Rory probably makes thirty million, forty million dollars a year in endorsements. Yep, a million. I think he's making yeah a million dollars makes no difference to him, you know, really in actuality. And but when you're making, you know, if you have a good year on tour and make five hundred thousand, all of a sudden a million dollars a huge deal. Right, right, right. Uh, so. I think that's going to be great to watch Sunday, one to four o'clock. I think it's live on NBC. Um, limited field, sixty players. So they're on. They're on NBC and the the PGA Tour just, is just on Golf Channel. Yeah, but just the final rounds on NBC. That's good. Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, any other thoughts on early action? Eighteen holes in, just great leaderboards. You seem enthused. I, I am enthused. I mean, there's. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff going on, and and especially in Sea Island, the tournament that you think shouldn't exist. You, we got I, Husky Boy, and we got so many good names at the top of that board. I mean, they're mutually exclusive. I just think like it could be in a better. I, I don't know. It, it, whatever. It's a resort. I mean, it's just a, a sleepy resort. Just, I'm not gonna get people out to that thing. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. But um, I, I, our, I don't know why I saw the leaderboard in a weird way today. Yeah, and I saw just Lee, and I had to click in, and I and when I was click when I clicked in, I was like, please, please, please be KH. <laughs> uh, all right, should we do our uh, second ad read for Journeyman? Yeah, see if we can keep it under twenty five minutes. All right, like the the opening salvo. We just wanted to acquaint you guys with the, their story and who they were. 
stuff. We're not off to a hot start. We're like 20 seconds in and we haven't said anything about We're this. just saying superfluous stuff yeah. about Wednesday. All right. So as we, we noted on Wednesday, great new sponsor here around the holidays. Do a little bit before Christmas, a little bit uh, before Thanksgiving here. Journeyman Distillery in Three Oaks, Michigan. We have our own little landing page, Journeyman Distillery. That's Journeyman with an A, the singular. Journeymandistillery.com slash shotgun start. There you will be able to see our picks, our spirits. Uh, so they, they they offer like a cornucopia of spirits. You know, certainly they they focus on whiskey, bourbon, uh, but they make gin. They have a lot of specialty spirits. Uh, so on that landing page, we have our two specific picks. There's a spirit finder. You can just put your zip code in, figure out where to get journeymen around you. They're getting distributed in more and more places. And then there's a uh, sign up for their, their, uh, newsletter and you get a free pass to this 30,000 square foot, uh, putting course they have out back of the distillery in Southwest Michigan there, so, which is, I mean, it's usually 10 to 15 bucks to get out there, go up there. If you're in the area, Get worse for the wear and uh, mess around on the putting green, which Andy vouches for. It's it's awesome. There. It's like insanely awesome. I'm I'm gonna put a picture up tomorrow of it. Okay, cool. So again, these are listeners of the pod, supporters of the pod, golf nuts, people like you. Uh, we often hear like, how can we, you know, support the podcast? Or like, do you guys have merch? Which we don't. Like, eventually we're gonna have it. Eventually, just like we're going to go to the Sanderson, just like we're going to no, we're going to have merch. We'll get merch. We're working on it. Uh, but like this is definitely a way you can support us, support partners. If and, you know, I don't think we're twisting your arm here. It's hard liquor. Yeah, it's, I think uh, you should. Do, the Silver Cross whiskey is awesome. One of the so cool this, things. That's my pick on this landing page. If you go. Oh, yeah. What, You're getting what's the cool thing? So, Silver Cross four grain whiskey. So for every uh, every purchase, there's donation made back to golf, to golf charities. Yeah. I think 1% of every purchase are donated to organizations that ex- inspire youth through the game of golf. So, so. And, and the so real charities, not not like some, you know, uh, underwrite Drew Love's, you know, travel on the web tour for the year. It's real charity inspiring <laughs> youth through golf. Right. Yeah, and I mean Silver Cross, the name itself is it's named after the the early days the champ, British Open champion would uh would get a silver cross for winning. So that's my pick. Four grain and equal parts art artisanal distillation at its finest. Silver Cross whiskey. It's uh um, it got ninety six points from the whiskey guild. Yeah. Well, I I go. heard ninety six is pretty good. That sounds that sounds like a good mark. I'm going with it. All right. So again, journeymandistillery.com slash shotgun start is the landing page with a couple things, a couple avenues to pursue once you get there. Uh, you and got journeyman we, of the week or the day. Day. And then as we highlighted on Wednesday, journeyman of the day, Cam Tringali immediately out to a 64. So uh, our journeyman of the day, we'll, we'll te- guy we've been teasing for months. Just... <laughs> completely uh, sort of he's also in the top 50 t43 <laughs> in many really? ways his career on the shotgun start has been a journeyman career where he's been off forgotten off Troy Merritt, our guy looks like a journeyman <laughs> he's got the beard you know he's been he's 
come from a big country. He's out there in the country. So let me give you a little bit of Troy Mayer. This is going to be rapid fire. Maybe not the deep dive I originally planned, but again, we've teased it for six weeks. Got $8.7 million in career earnings. <clears throat> and this is where, like, he defines journeyman. Born in Osage, Iowa. He moved, then moved to Minnesota, a, a podunk town in Minnesota, which I don't have in front of me. He went to college at Winona State, played golf there, was a stud, and then went to Boise. So, so can we go through that again? Iowa, rural Minnesota to Boise. Like, this guy has gone out and seen the big country, you know? He's not like he, – he's not the, uh, some urbanite. He's a guy that probably sits on the porch, strokes his beard, and drinks, you know, journeyman whiskey. It's just this oh, kind and of reads his Harry Potter books. He's got kids named Dodge and Scout, wow. which again falls in line with this kind of individual. Is that from out there? Um, all right, special uh, special interest, as we've said, is spending time with family and friends, which is just life. That's what you have to do. It's neither special nor an interest. But again, he's a low key guy. Um, <laughs> Logo, so, you know, I was mistaken. He has a logo? So I thought his logo was the state of Boise with a beard coming off the, you know, flat line bottom of the state, the southern border. But apparently that's just like a logo everywhere. You walk around Boise, it's like it's like a big thing. But he wears it all the time. Um, all right, he's first team all whack at Boise. Tied the school record with a 62. Um can I? Can, he's like insanely streaky, right? Like you never hear from him. And then he plays well. I found an article, and this just title just murders me. Golf.com article by Cameron Morfitt. The, the title is Watch Out, Colin. Troy Merritt could be dangerous at the Masters. Uh, he's like played in, in one what, In what world would Troy Merritt's game at all fit? Winning the Masters. Well, that's <laughs> that's exactly like what he said. <coughs> it's too long for him. But here's the thing. Here's here's an article. Here's a, a, a snippet. Merritt, a human highlight reel when he's on. I just I don't know that he evokes human highlight reel, but that, that's in there. Merritt, a human highlight reel when he's on. A dirge of missed cuts when he's not, and unbothered, unfazed either way is the most intriguing of the 19 Masters rookies in the field. This was 2016, I want to say. Yeah, I think he finished like T42. Um, when he gets his confidence up, he'll stand in there against anybody, and it is scary, said his college coach at Boise State. It's so scary that after transferring from Winona State, he won nine tournaments in two years, including an NCAA record five straight events as a senior. Pretty good. Yeah. Right? How's this for Moxie? Played in the last hole of a tournament in Santa Barbara with a seven-shot lead. Faced a tucked pin. The second shot of a par five that required a long carry over water. No Boise State golfer had ever shot under 200 for 54 holes, and he needed a four to do it. He had a five iron, made birdie, and signed for a 199. How about that Moxie? <laughs> Human highlight reel. So he lives in Boise. We should just start calling him the human highlight reel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Golf's human highlight reel. Troy Merritt. 
<laughs> who are you talking Dangerous. about? Rory? Who are you talking about, Rory? You talking about DJ <laughs> Tiger? No, Troy Merritt. Watch out! He could be dangerous at the Masters title. Um, so he lives in Idaho. He when he wants to see his swing coach in Phoenix, he uh, flies. He catches an early flight that morning, plays fifty four holes with uh, his swing coach, and comes back the next night. So that, that's dedication. When I was growing up, I wouldn't play for five months. So he's just used to being out there, you know, having a life. So I and, like that, uh, and he likes reading. He loves Harry. You know, I tried to chase down that Harry Potter bit about how the only source for it was a fried egg tweet from like 20, <laughs> like 17 Barbasol. So this could just be a totally fake news made up fried egg thing. See, see I, I would say I, I exhaustively I, searched for this. I distinctly remember hearing it on a telecast and I, I can never forget. This is something my wife gets so mad at me that I forget all kinds of stuff in life, but that is something that I vividly remember from a telecast and will never forget. And the first thing I think about with Troy Barrett for the rest of time is Harry Potter. All right. Last thing. Quick uh, quick uh, health section. So he won the 2018 Barbasol. 11 days later, he had emergency surgery to move a blood clot that went from his chest all the way to his bicep. Oh, my God. 11 days after winning in Kentucky. Then after the surgery, he played in the PGA only six days later after the surgery. That's removing that blood. Seems a bit. um, What's the word I'm looking for? He's he's being a bit hazardous to his health. I mean, that's the opposite of J Day, right? Plays six days after ripping out the blood clot. I I don't know. J Day might have played through that and let us all know that he was playing (laughs) through the blood clot that he made up Um, in his mind. So then after the blood clot, the the next, like, the off season, he had a rib removed. This is the whole Bovan pelt thing we were talking about. So the top rib and his clavicle were too close together, and it pinched the vein, and that's what caused the blood clot. So he had a rib removed. <laughs> and, like, this quote is just so matter. Matter of fact, it's freed me up on my golf swing. Wow. My te- my tempo has been better ever since they took it out. This is what we talked about with Bo Van Pelt, maybe. Right. Getting a rib removed is a good thing. Like Adam and Eve. Take the rib out, and all of a sudden your tempo's back. I don't know. I mean, so do we not, really need ribs? He's not tight anymore. So I'm freed up. So that's kind of insane. He had a massive blood clot 11 days after winning, then plays the PGA right after it, and then he has a rib removed. And he's out there, still playing. T forty three this week. So, do you think ribs are like the new appendix? Ribs? Yeah. I mean, don't you just become like a bag of flesh if you don't have anything in there in the middle? <laughs> well, Isn't I feel just... like we could have less, maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I'm sure you don't need the amount that you have. So, uh, that's journeyman of the day, Troy Merritt. Just a kid's name Dodge and Scout from the from the rural. There's a lot to like. There's a lot to like about Troy Merritt. Totally, completely. So, so oh, by the way, at, at, just getting back to that streaky part. This is from the Morfit article. He's always been streaky and sneaky good, according to Morfit. He hit 680 in his last year of high school baseball, 
uh, before he gave it up for golf. And as a high school senior in Minnesota, he scored 40 points in the first game of a sectional ba- basketball tournament. So an uh, all-around athlete, not athletic. a specialized guy. All right, hit 680. Sounds hard to do. Either way. Okay. Troy Merritt he, looks like a journeyman, is a journeyman, and is the journeyman of the day. You forgot to mention that he wears some of the most uh, offensive outfits on tour. I thought I'd take it easy. I, I mean, he's the worst by far. I mean, worse. Than, I mean, Sabatini's like going for it. He's like ha- doing a bit. Merritt is is not intending to look that bad, but he thinks he looks good. He'll wear like a red belt with red shoes, and just it's it's not a good good scene. All right, Troy Merritt. You want to do news? You want to do flashback? Um, I don't know. What do you want? Do you want to break these two up? What break? What two up? Yeah, let's do a quick news. Let's rip through some news. All then right. We'll do flashback. Then we'll do flashback. This is a great Ricky. flashback. All right. I'm excited about it. Ricky Fowler joining the President's Cup team, filling in for Brooks Kepka. Uh, I mean, we knew this was happening. We talked about it after the Tiger presser when he singled out Ricky as being tough to let up, not have on the team. This was yeah. a done deal, signed, sealed, and delivered. Probably when he called Ricky, he said, Brooks isn't playing, and you're going to be the replacement. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of criticism of it, kind of, or just yawning, maybe. I don't, I don't understand that. The, I, I don't think you can criticize. It's the, so that's, 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 that's my point. It's like, so Ricky's just really, really overexposed, and there's a lot of backlash for it. He's just he's overexposed and amongst the hardcore golf fans and they don't like it. And so there's backlash like, Oh, he never wins anything or he's always there to drink out of the trophy. He didn't win. And that you know, back slap on the 18th green, like, but he's a really good golfer. He's maybe the best player in the world of sand. He's good all around. He's good on these teams. He'll partner with anyone. Um, he's really good at every aspect of golf too. Like right, he's an all around right. player. He's not like, He's not like devoid of talent in certain areas of the game, like you might get with a Bubba Watson, where he hits a re- he hits a driver really great, but every other aspect of your game of the game, you're kind of like, oh, you know. Is he sort of? I mean, is it a pick? Is the pick boring and predictable? Yeah, but like, yeah, it totally is. I love that Brendan Todd like kind of put the screws to Tiger. He's <laughs> like, put me on that team, just shooting a shot. Put me on that team. I know I'll go over there, and I know I'll win. Put me on the team. I don't know. He was he felt, feeling he himself. He said he felt like he was a good teammate and got along with everybody. He was feeling himself. It's kind of amazing. Uh, I think he should. He, they should have had B. Todd get put on the team and then put him with uh, with Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. I wonder if they crossed over at Georgia at all. Probably not. They might have. Um all right, I, what, one thing I loved was this Davis love because they were probably doing press conferences. This quote about Ricky loves the stage. There are some guys that like to walk out on the final green and make the putt. Oh. They, want the, they want the ball with no time on the clock, and Ricky's that guy. Really? That's just the most vacuous. His career would, would actually tremendously contradict that statement. <laughs> considering the, he has won way less than everybody expects him to win. Yeah, it's the opposite. He loves like you know the, the you know who that quote would fit? Who's that? Ian Poulter. 
culture. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. It's it's the opposite. I just I don't know if that's what Davis is going to bring to the CBS team. Like Ricky loves the stage. There's some guys who like walk out on the final green and make the putt. And then here's the I don't know if this was this was unintentional. They want the ball with no time on the clock. And Ricky's that guy. <laughs> Ricky might be the guy who wants the ball with no time left. Yeah. You pass the ball. It's like, bzz, oh, guess we can't put it up. Whether I make or miss, doesn't matter. I think he meant one second or five seconds left on the clock. But no time left on the clock is kind of where Ricky. Everybody went. likes having the ball with no time left on the clock. Yeah, this is the best situation the you can be Anyways. I just, I mean, that's not adding any value to anything. But I, maybe I think that Ricky... is the perfect ex- synopsis of Ricky: is that <laughs> he's the guy in every game. You know, he's getting paid like the guy that finishes the game, but he's the guy that always ends up with the ball, you know, with no time in the clock. Whether he's yeah. he's retrieving it out of the, it's like one extra swing pass that took too long, you know, when the and Ricky gets the last swing pass. So, um, all right. So that's that's the pick. I don't have any big. It's it's boring. I, I'm not excited about it. What else he's we got good, for news? He's a good golfer. I, I we can push a lot of this off. Pace of play changes are coming. Allegedly, it's confirmed. So not allegedly, but it doesn't sound like earth shattering. This is a Golf Channel article. Rex Hoggart, PGA Tour confirmed Thursday that the policy board approved modification to pace of play policy at its year-end meeting. The tour doesn't plan to release details of the modified policy until they initiate an education process with the membership. Um, one source characterized the adjustments as not drastic and more focused on individual players. Um, it doesn't sound like it will come out until second quarter of 2020. Well, that's exciting. We can bookmark the calendar. <laughs> not drastic. Uh, another bit of news, which I can't find anywhere. So if this gets debunked or this is just someone feeding us not garbage, that's fine, but it's harmless. This is from Jim Matthews on Twitter sent us this. John Rollins forgot he was on the past champions exempt list and he was scheduled to do PGA tour live this week at sea Island. And so he's there, and he got a call yesterday that he was first alternate, but he didn't even bring his clubs. And so he WD'd. That's amazing, if that's true. I don't know if it's true, but... I I mean, if it is, it kind of illuminates an issue with the alternates list, past champions list. The guy's there to do broadcasting, doesn't even have his sticks. Maybe we need to rethink how we put alternates on the board, right? Yeah. No? Yeah, I think I think I think that we've talked about that before here. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Maybe right. a guy that's pretty hungry to play in the event that knows that he's a couple <laughs> out from being in the event. Bought his clubs. Yeah. Understands well, he's could have a shot as an alternate. Like if if somebody is unaware of where they stand on the alternate list, they yeah. probably shouldn't be on the alternate list. <laughs> All right, that's it for news. Let's hit flashback Friday. All right, Flashback Friday. <coughs> Special uh, shout out to Vince India. We were driving to this. We're playing an a, a event this weekend at Streamsong called the Headliner. It's a golf music okay. festival. Should be pretty fun. But I was like, ah, I got to get a Flashback Friday ready for the pod. Do you play music while playing golf? What is it? Golf. It's music golf. Festival? Golf in the day, and then uh, there's like musical perform music acts at night. 
Drew That's Holcomb uh, set this all up, who's a musician out of uh, Nashville. Should be pretty fun. Um, Fantastic. But anyways, I was like, I got to get a, a, a flashback Friday ready for today. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, oh, Tommy Ganey, no doubt. So you oh. got to do Tommy Ganey. <laughs> sea Island? Sea Island. Yeah. So we are going what back. Was it a 60? What do you shoot, a 60? Yeah. We're going back to 2012. Okay. This, at this time, it was the McGladry. Yeah. I'm not going to say this was the RSM of 2012. This was the McGladry. <laughs> it's like Tiger saying he's won whatever, seven WGC Mexicos. You won't abide by that. So do you know who the uh, the leaders on Sunday were? Of this, event. no, no, why would I know that? No, of course not. Final group Davis Love and Jim Furyk. All right, Davis is trying to become the first ever Ryder Cup captain to win the after hosting the, or being the captain of the Ryder Cup. Oh, so they had just crapped themselves in Medina, yeah. Now we're two months later, okay. Um, so Tommy Ganey, two gloves, wins for the first time. And uh, he comes from seven shots behind to win with his uh, final round 60. Lost you there, but I heard the end. Go ahead. So he came from seven shots behind. Yep. Uh, and he beats David Toms by one shot. I mean, think about that. Davis Love the third, Jim Furyk, David Toms. Right. Tommy Ganey on top. So he's, Slightly different pedigrees. He sets the course record. Um and, uh, you know, just to put, like, how amazing this performance, in the middle of his back nine, he had a stretch where he went birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie. He was unconscious. He oh, he just right. barely missed a putt on 18 for 59. Right, right, right. So it was uh, the first 60 on the PGA Tour since Patrick Cantley the last year. Um, and it was the lowest closing round by a winner since Stuart Appleby shot 59 at the Greenbrier in 2010. Okay. So this this year was the year of the comebacks. Kyle Stanley came from eight back at Phoenix. Ganey, Snedeker, and John Huh? Huh? (laughs) Also came back from seven behind. Really? Yeah. It was a crazy year. I don't remember year. that Kyle Stanley win at all in Phoenix. Okay. You ready for a few Ganey quotes from after his win? I'm ready. Never been more ready. I, I've, like, I'm not going to lie. I've fallen in love with Tommy Ganey. Like, <laughs> I, I always liked him. and I, I saw him in an event at Colonial, like, at this rodeo, just double-fisting Bud Lights, hanging out, just jeans, most under, unassuming guy. It was not like the night before, but like a Tuesday. He, I've loved him ever since. He has an incredible story. This is almost another journeyman of the day. You know, thankfully. Double up. Yeah. Double up. So Ganey said, oh, man. I tell you, you're out here on the PGA Tour. <laughs> you're playing with the best players in the world. 99% of these guys have already won and won majors big tournaments. The only show I can say I've won is the big break. <laughs> now I can sit here and say I've won the McGladry Classic here at Sea Island, and I'm very proud to be in this tournament and very proud to win. And wow, it's been a whirlwind day. 
I didn't know having 24 putts and shooting 60 would be like this, so I'm pretty stoked about it. You got future Hall of Famers chasing me. Chasing me now. <laughs> I'm Tommy Ganey. I'm two gloves. I had shot 60 <laughs> today. And you got Jim Furyk, Davis Love the Third, and David Toms chasing me. I mean, I was nervous. I was paying attention. And you know, it just worked out for me. <laughs> Man, it feels like a dream. I, I'm just waiting for somebody to slap me upside the head or pinch me or something to wake me up. That's awesome. So I will say, I, my, uh, you know, I talk about this event not existing, but they've had some great like stories and great winners. You know, Howell the third last year, breaking that long drought. This one, it's like why you want it, it's it's that kind of. What sweetens the PGA Tour, which we talk about often, beyond the Rory's and the Brooksies. So that's great. Those quotes are amazing. Tommy Ganey's story is unlike any other. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so everybody knows him because of the big break. That was like his fame. So in 2005, he appeared on the big break. Big break six, USA versus Europe. He, Did you ever watch that? I never watched that. That's just The big break? Me. Oh, yeah. I watched the big break all the time. I never saw it. Never got into it. He was eliminated in the sixth episode. And he would. Re- okay. So he came back to the show in 2007 for big break seven reunion at or reunion at reunion. And he won that. God. Okay. <laughs> so this, at this point, that's that's kind of what Tommy Tommy two clubs <laughs> is known for. Right. Sure. Sure. So. He turned pro in 97. He graduated, uh, he got an industrial maintenance certificate from Central Carolina Technical College in the, mid th- in the mid-90s. Okay. So he found a blue-collar job after he got this certificate. He's from Bishopville, South Carolina, and he was yeah. working in a factory. So he, he wrapped insulation on water heaters. For A.O. Smith. Yeah, I remember this bit. Yep. Um, so here's, there's a great Golf Digest My Shot article. I, like, I read the whole thing, and I'm going to read a, a decent chunk of it because it's utterly amazing. Like, it's, this story is Go crazy. So this is Tommy Ganey. I worked on the line for A.O. Smith for the better part of five years, wrapping insulation around hot water heaters. I won't lie to you. It was tough work. I like playing golf more, but I love that job in a lot of ways. That company was was and is a family. The bosses treated us fairly. We had fun. We looked out for each other. Companies like that and their workers, they're what make this country tick. I respect A.O. Smith to this day and won't ever forget the people there for what they represent. I played a lot of golf in my spare time and was getting better all the time. There was a mini-tour event coming up for that uh, coming up that I wanted to play in, but I couldn't afford the $750 entry fee. A friend put, it up, put up most of it. I took off from work without giving proper notice and proceeded to win. First prize was fifteen grand, a lot of money to a guy who was making $9 an hour. I still remember the promoter asking when it was over, are you pro or amateur? I think he was hoping I'd say amateur so he wouldn't have to pay me out <laughs> as much of the purse. After I won that 15000 it was back to work on Monday morning. When I walked in, the news was all over the plant. We started up on the line, 
and I got word that my supervisor, Dale Clark, wanted to see me in his office. My stomach dropped. I walked in, and Dale says, Tommy, do you know why you're in here? I said, yes, sir. I took time off with no vacation or sick leave. If you need, me, if you need to write me up, I understand. We both know I probably should uh, take some... Uh, okay, he says, we both know I probably should take some kind of action, but I'm not going to do that. You're a good worker, and I appreciate what you do for us. But next time you need to take time off to play in a tournament, I'd appreciate it if you level with me. We'll try and work something out for you. Then Dale smiled. Tommy, I know you just won 15 grand, but what, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with your life? I answered honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> the way Dale said it made me realize that I had to make a commitment one way or the other. After four days, I told Dale I thought I'd give pro golf a try. I gave my two weeks notice and lit out for the mini tours. That's awesome. What a story. That's like, oh, it's just the best. The best kind of personal narrative and origin story for people getting on tour. I wish he was on it more often, you know? Or I wish he uh, kind of had a little bit more. It would be I mean, good to get him in the mix more often. At the same time, it's... yeah. He won on tour. He had like he a came, really good run. I mean, he, came, he saw, he conquered. Yeah, it, it, there's so much good stuff in this <laughs> article. Everybody should go read it. Uh, Tommy, it's a, it's a my shot article on Golf Digest. Just Google okay. Tommy Two Gloves my shot. Um, you know, here's a couple things. So he was known for the odd swing and two gloves. And yep. my father taught taught me how to swing this way. He introduced me to the game of golf, and he wears two gloves. So I guess you could say he is the original. I just took my two gloves and started <laughs> to play with them. I used to play baseball, too. And back then, I was one of the few people that wore two gloves. It worked out. I can sit here today, and I still wouldn't change a thing. Bra <laughs> Brandel Champlain described his swing like he's trying to kill a snake with a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> that's good here's another quote on his swing from himself my swing is ugly i know it looks ugly and you can't butter me up or tell me otherwise <laughs> it's a baseball swing it's unorthodox and it looks terrible but it feels good i'm like the kid in the school who is told how ugly he is but he feels good about himself anyways my swing gets results it's made me one of the best players in the world. Not one of the best on the PGA Tour yet, of course. But I'm a uh, part of a real small percentage of people on the planet who play the game for the living. Um, yeah. I, shot a 60 on PGA I mean, Tour to win. so much good stuff. It, uh, uh, yeah. He lost, he lost his clubs and luggage four times in a season. What? Yes. And he had to, like, go out and find his clubs. Uh, he had to go bu buy clothes and get, like, set up with all clubs. But the clubs came every time. So he said that my goal, I want to make enough money to fly privately so when my four-year-old son, Tommy the Third gets older and starts playing team sports, I can go catch his games during tournament weeks. And this was, like, all spawned. He talked about, like, how he needed to fly privately so he didn't lose his luggage also. I don't know. He's just an awesome dude. I, I like love Tommy Ganey. Um, and then one other tidbit. Our internet's blown up. Yeah. So one other tidbit. He uh, when he yep. he early mini tours weren't going well. 
he became like a strictly a money player. He was hustler, a hustler. Yeah, yeah. And he had yep. backers that would, you know, he was playing like 20 grand a hole matches against people. And people wouldn't take him seriously because of the two gloves and the ugly swing. And he'd just kill them. That's amazing. I mean, Tommy Two Gloves Speaking of the legend. travel, like, I think he had a, yeah, he had a travel issue at the AT&T last year. Do you remember when he got in? Yeah. He was late. He goes, if you don't have bad luck, you have none at all. I got to call at 445 that I'm in the AT&T. I'm on the road to the airport in 20 minutes. Get to the airport plane trouble. Get to ATL with 10 minutes to spare. Yeah, he missed his connecting flight. And his bags got to California, but he didn't go. So. His clubs and clothes went to San Francisco, but he didn't make it. So, you want to hear him talk about breaks and golf? You want yeah. one last quote? Yeah, it's from his time on the Big Break. All right, he, he recalls the Big Break six at St Andrews. I hit a terrible shot on the 18th. Wait, home. wait, wait! What? Big Break six at St Andrews? Yeah, Scotland? Maybe it was four. I'm reading the the Roman numerals wrong. It's four. They had a big break at Scotland? Yeah. I'm reading the Roman <laughs> numerals. Uh, <laughs> is it IV or VI? <laughs> All right. All right. It's four. <laughs> this is an embarrassing yeah. moment. This might be All a right. low point. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know they took the big break to Scotland. Yeah, it was Europe versus USA. I, that show was immensely popular. I just didn't see it. Go ahead. I hit a terrible shot on the 18th hole. My ball was heading off the property and toward a shop with a huge plate glass window. I, it was going to just dis- destroy that shop. But my ball hit a delivery van parked in the street and kicked back onto the course and into the rough. Oh, that's awesome. I was still feeling lucky when I, I wonder w- if it was FedEx delivery van. UPS. Probably UPS. DHL. All right. I was still feeling lucky. I was still feeling lucky when I whiffed my next shot. <laughs> but at that point, I wondered how good my mojo really was. <laughs> yeah. My fourth shot came out hot, and I was dead. I was a dead man, but it hit the flag stick, and I made a bogey to have the hole. So in the end, my good karma paid off. That's amazing. What the hell? He's right. he's also sponsored by A.O. Smith, the company he worked oh, for. Oh, that's cool. I when, like that. It's really cool. I, that's he's, very cool. It's awesome. All right, I'm I'm done. I had Tommy Ganey. All right, I've been waiting all. I, this is not an ad at all. I've been waiting all night to polish off a journeyman, four grain, silver cross. So let's get this over with. It's the weekend. It's Friday. We're gonna do some Thanksgiving stuff next week, maybe. We, well, gotta we, think of a we twist. got fun. We got fun stuff. We're gonna do. Maybe we're gonna do the fall award. Maybe the fall award. <laughs> so is Thanksgiving? Is you just call that Black Friday Junior from now on? Oh Should yeah. Should we start referring to that? It's no longer Thanksgiving. It's just, you know, it's just really into shopping. Some peppy person in your emails is gonna. Go, it's Black Friday Junior, basically. Black Friday Junior. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekends. Uh, Be safe out there. Get ready for uh, Thanksgiving week, and we will catch up with you on Monday.